Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. What? I mean, people knew better than that from the beginning. And he was actually espousing that. Beware in your house. Casual contact. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy's an idiot. I mean, follow the science? A scientist should have been the last person telling us that. That's the kind of stuff you get off the street from your dumb buddy. Not from somebody who spouses, you know, claims to be this great professional expert. And telling people this dumb stuff. And he's done the same thing with this. The same thing. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Oh, and I remember, if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID and you won't spread it. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I, this is just a footnote, but I believe there needs to be an investigation of that man and his, because and, and and his, his, you know, because anytime you tell me that a group of scientists that work for a brutal communist dictator are reputable scientists and that we ought to pay attention to them and we ought to respect them and trust them, then I don't, I can't respect and trust you. Something's wrong with you. Because look, these people aren't free. They're not doing their own bidding. They work for a dictatorial regime. And you're telling us we can send money to them? Oh, trust them. They'll do the right thing. I mean, you got to have BBs for brains to believe that. I don't mean to make this personal, but this, to me, that he represents the spirit of the age. Wise in our own eyes, prudent in our own sight. Amen? Amen, amen. And that's what the seventh verse of that of Proverbs chapter three says. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. There's our health and healing right there. Fear God and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. See, there's not just healing in God's word. There's health in it. The word of God makes you healthy. You stay in it. Amen. Look, there is the place of divine health in God's word. Now, I'm not saying that that's easy. You got to, here again, you got to grow. You got to mature into that. But you know, the word of God promises us more than just healing. It promises us health. Promises us health. And if you'll stay in the word, the word of God will make you healthy. Man, amen. Hallelujah. What are you about Jesus not being able to make anything because he was sick? <laughs> Oh, he had to miss that meeting. Jesus got a cold. And, but look, and look he, he, was, he was fully human. He was a human being. He was God, but he was in human flesh. And, and everything, the Bible says, the things that I do, he said, the things that I do shall you do also, and greater things than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. He, everything that he had, he, he, he wanted for us. You know, we, we too often relate to Jesus like we are beggars and he's the one who's got everything and, and all we can do is just get crumbs from him. But he didn't raise us up to be in that status. He raised us up to be like him. Amen. Now we know it's not in our own strength. He is the Messiah. We're not. But it's not a, so it's not in our own strength. But he said, the word says in, in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, be imitators of God as dear children. 
We're supposed to walk like him, talk like him, act like him, think like him. And if he, he wasn't getting sick, that must mean that's available to us. Amen? Amen. 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 And look, so we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over all the evil, all the sin, all the craziness that's going on. John 5, 4 says, 1 John 5, 4 says, whatever's born of God overcomes the world, meaning it conquers, it subdues, it, it, it carries off the spoils of the world. So that's why I say if Christians get a revelation of who we are, we don't have to be concerned about the left taking over our country. They don't have the power to do that. But Bishop, they got a lot of political power. You just named some of these billionaires. Yeah, but guess what? Our Heavenly Father makes them look like paupers. Amen. Are you all hearing me? You know, God looks at, well, now they say that, um, uh, what's the guy, that, who's the guy who runs Tesla? Um, Elon Musk. They say he's now the richest man in the world. God looks at him like, boy, you need to get on the street and start begging. Because, you know, look, look, God could pay everybody in the world riches beyond anything that Elon Musk can even imagine. How many planets, stars do you want? I mean, we have to remember who we are. He is El Elyon, the most high God, and we are his children. Amen. 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 Say, well, Bishop, I don't see how. Well, see, now that's where that's the problem is. You don't need to see it in, in the physical. You need to see it in the spirit and let God work how, how he does it. Amen. Glory to God. You know, my daddy used to say to me, son, God can separate wealth from you or separate you from it. <laughs> and it's the truth, isn't it? Amen. Amen. It's the truth. It's truth. You get, you know, I've, I've often said death is an absolute antidote to evil. Because you can't do any more of it when you're dead. Right. <laughs> Third Reich was over when Hitler shot himself. That was it. Amen. Stalin, he's, play, he's got all these great plans, and he's got people in Russia thinking, all, well, really, all those Soviet Union, he's God, he knows everything, because he's got all these secret police going around, spying on everybody, and telling them everything, he's killing people by the millions, and all of a sudden, aneurysm hits him, he's dead. I think they still got his body encased in a piece of glass or something. Yeah, so, but they're gone. So, you know, the Bible says, I've seen the wicked in great power spreading himself like a green bay tree. Then I looked for him, he could not be found. I sought him and he was not. You know, we, we, we don't have, none of this stuff should cow us or scare us or, or make us think, oh, I, I, how can we ever compete with that? We are God's children. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. And by the way, we got the word. Amen. And it says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Faith in what? Faith in the word of God, the promises of God. What God says goes, period. Amen. And not what, not what um, uh, Michael Bloomberg says or any of these others. I mean, they may think that, but they, they've got to come up. It's coming. Revelation chapter 19. It says... Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true 
and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written on it that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The Word of God. It says, And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Saints, that's us. Hallelujah. That's us. Glory to God. I like horses anyway. Can't wait to ride mine. Thank you, Jesus. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, and with it he should strike the nations. Now look, Jesus is not going to be using his hands. The, his word, his word is going to cut people down. And they'll, they'll have fought it all their lives and find, and find out they were completely and totally impotent against it. And they're still impotent. They're impotent against it now. If you will stay on the word of God, you'll find there's no power on earth that can overcome you. Now, but the, the, the thing is, saints, we're not perfect at it, but we've got to keep working at it and getting better at it. Amen. The Bible says the word of God is, 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 is sharp, is living and powerful. It's living and powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts the dividing of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and there's nothing hidden from his sight. There's nothing that the word can't handle. Saints, and as, as things get worse, we ought to get more into the word. <laughs> more and more into the word. Amen? Amen. What did God tell Jeremiah? He said, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. This is Jeremiah 1, 8, 1, 9. I put my words in your mouth. I've set you over the nations. Talk to a kid. I've set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. With what? With my word. With my word. The awesome authority of the word of God. But saints, I, I think the church in general doesn't have a revelation of this. And when we, when we do, I really believe that's going to be what's going to bring the awakening, that people are going to get a hold of the word and realize who we are in Christ Jesus. Christians are going to rise up all over this nation, and we're going to see the devil's kingdom just begin to collapse around us on, in, on every level. I believe that's coming, saints. Amen. Isaiah 45, verse 11 through 13 says, Thus says the Lord, the Holy, verse 11, thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, his maker, ask of me things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. You command me. Now that word me is not in the text. Okay. And people would read that and go, well, wait a minute. We, we, no, you don't command God. It says concerning the work of my hands, you command. In other words, concerning creation, I've given you command authority over it. I mean, God didn't name the animals. Adam did. And you didn't want to read anything about a lion trying to bite him while he was naming a thing. Because everything was submitted to God. God gave his word to Adam. Adam took that word and governed everything around him. And he did not lose that authority and power until he what? Broke God's word. God said, don't. And he did it anyway. And that's connection was severed and suddenly all that awesome authority flowed right into the, the wicked one and now Adam's becomes his puppet and now he's using Adam and Eve to curse the world instead of them being used by God to bless the world amen, amen. 
Are you all with me? Praise God. So if you want to be equipped, you want to be ready, you want to, you want to get done what God has for us to get done in a, uh, an increasingly hostile world. Not saying your circumstances immediately around you have to be hostile, but the world is not moving toward God. You all know that, don't you? Jesus said it wouldn't do that. Amen. So, so the first question is, well, Lord, what does the word have to say about this? I just gave you what the word is saying about all this stuff that's going on right now. It's telling you. Don't even meditate what you're going to say when you're challenged. But you ought to settle in your hearts beforehand with what? With the word of God so that you know exactly what you, what, the Holy Spirit will bring up exactly what is needed at that moment. Amen? Amen. You plant it in there and praise God when the time comes, it'll rise up in you. But you got to get ready beforehand. Amen. Don't wait until the crisis is upon you. Here again, if, if, if Virginia Prodan had waited until a gun was stuck in her face to know what the word said and to have a testimony, she might have been dead. But she had a word for that man. And God brought exactly what he needed at that moment. Amen? Amen. Come on, can you say amen again? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So, so what, does the word, what does the word say about it? And then what does the word tell me to do about it? Now, here's a word for you for today that you don't want to forget, because I think this is going to become increasingly more important. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I'll tell you something, saints. It's time out for playing around with these Christians marrying heathens. Because when you do that, you dilute your own witness and your own testimony. Parents, don't. If your child goes to marry an unsaved person and your child claims to be saved, you need to say to your child, I cannot bless that. I cannot bless that. You say, well, Bishop, now wait a minute. That's, that's kind of hard. No, you're being true to God's word and you're helping your child because you may break that thing by taking a stand. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Amen. Amen. Don't be, listen, saints, you know, the day is coming when some of you have joined these sororities and fraternities and all, you have to come out of some of this stuff because they're going to become so ungodly that you're going to risk rupturing your relationship with God by trying to stay in something that is to turn completely against God. Oh, I, I didn't hear many amens, but, then, but it's the truth. Amen. It's the truth. You know, as Christians got revelation in the word of God, they came out of masonry. Because they realized this thing was godless. Amen. This was not consistent with their commitment to Jesus Christ. My, fa my father was a 32nd degree Mason. And when he got saved, he told me, son, don't join that. He got as high, you can only go to 33 degrees. That's the highest degree. He was one degree from the highest degree you could go. He said, son, don't join that. He said, that thing's not of God. Are you all hearing me? Glory to God. Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts gone, giving themselves completely over to homosexuality and we're sending our kids into that mess. Come on. Amen. Dude, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. We've got things now. So, well, Bishop, well, what are we going to do? We, we have, yeah, you've got to function in society, but we've got to create things that Christians can agree with and be a part of. And let the world know, no, we're not going to be part of that because that is an abomination to God. I, I, years ago, I counseled a young lady who was part of the Girl Scouts 
And I told her, get out of that. I said, because they have given themselves wholly over to lesbianism. And she wouldn't listen. And now you know what? All up in it now. All up in it. Bought into all that stuff. I'm not saying, I'm not saying is a, a lesbian, but bought into all of it. You know, bought into whole, the whole LGBTQ, all that. Instead of listening to what the man of God said to her. Says, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? And what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Saints, that's going to be increasingly a go-to scripture as things get worse and worse. Some of us are going to have to realize the public schools, you need to come out from among them and be separate because they've given themselves wholly to the devil. Now that's not true in every school system, but I tell you what, the system itself is rotten. You got some local school boards that are trying to hold a line, but it's hard. You know why? Because the money flows when you do what's, what they want. And it's hard to resist that money. The Chesapeake Schools School Board commended themselves because they went along with some of what the state required, but not all of it. I said, why not go, why go along with any of it? Amen. Well, that would be, could precipitate a crisis. Maybe, maybe we need another one. That would be a good one. And give parents something to stand up about, amen, and to cheer about. Praise God. Hallelujah. And yes, and yes, in some cases a job. Yeah, I mean, look, saints, Jesus gave his life. You make some, some of us are going to come to a point where the job that we are called to do is so ungodly, or the job that we're doing, I should say, is so ungodly that we just can't in good conscience do it, and you have to make a choice between Jesus and that job. Because they're going to want things of you that you're going to say, I... I mean, Kelvin Cochran got fired because he would not renounce his belief that marriage is a union between one man and one woman, and the Atlanta mayor fired him as, as, the, as, the, as the chief of the, fire, the, the, the city fire department. Fired him. They had to, I tell you what, they had to pay him later. Because it was wrong. It was unconstitutional. Amen? That team, we got a teacher right here in Virginia, up in Northern Virginia, who they fired him because he said, I'm not going to call a male by a female pronoun because I'm telling a lie. Amen. Said, if my Bible doesn't allow me to tell lies, they fired him. They had to reinstate him. Amen. But what if he never stood up? That would be the policy. But now they know, well, you got to be, you know, <laughs> we do have this little thing called the Constitution. Boy, I wish that wasn't in the way. But we got that little thing, so you know, we can't just run roughshod over these Christians. And Jack Phillips, a masterpiece uh, cake uh, maker and bakery, uh, they sued him because he wouldn't do a bake a wedding cake for a homosexual couple. And, and basically he won before the Supreme Court his right to not do an artistic expression in disagreement with what he believes. Because if you can force somebody to say something they don't agree with, that's a violation of their freedom of speech. But guess what? They're suing him again. Because he won't break a transgender cake. They want him to, they want him to bake a cake. 
I don't even ask me how to do this. They want him to bake a cake that's different on the inside than it is on the outside and a symbol to suggest that on the outside, the person, and he said, no, no, I'm not doing that. They're suing him again. But saints, these are the, these are the stands that we're going to have to take if we're going to stand apart from the world and also give people something to rally to. Because they really need to see the distinction between us as Christians and the rest of the world. Amen? Amen. So get on the word. I said the, 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 the trinity of the word. I said John 1.3, the word made all things. Amen? Hebrews 1.3, the word upholds all things. You want to be upheld, stay on the word. And then Hebrews 11.3, the word frames all things. It puts everything in order. So you get the word right. You get the word first place. You get, you get on the word. Things are go You're going to make some stuff. You want to make some things? You want to make some things happen? Get on the word. You want to uphold some things? The righteousness of God, the goodness, the glory of God? Get on the word. You, you want to frame things? You want to get things set in order? Get on the word. See, here again, a lot of people are all out of order because they're not on the word. You know what they want? Their feelings. I feel like this and I feel like that. Your feelings don't mean anything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not being disrespectful, but, 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 but your feelings aren't a substitute for truth. Amen. So saints, because you know, you got to grow. I mean, one thing we know for sure, there are going to be some challenges in 2023. We don't know what they are. Some of them be personal. Some of them may be nationwide. We don't, but we, so we don't know what they are, but we know they're coming. There's not a president who serves in office in the course of his presidency, doesn't face one or more major crises. How in the world could you vote for somebody who doesn't know how to pray? I mean, we're asking for trouble. Or somebody who denies the fundamental. I mean, to me, if you deny the right of an unborn baby to live, as far as I'm concerned, you don't belong in anybody's office anywhere. Because if you, don't, you can't get that one right, I can't trust you to get anything right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, so saints, I would, just, I would just urge you, double down on the word of God. Double down on it. And remember, please remember this. It's not the one big thing you do. It's the daily consistent things that you do. Amen. You are, you are better off committing. I'm going to give 10 more minutes a day to, to, to the word of God and meditate in it than to say, I'm going to spend the next week and I'm going to read the Bible from cover to cover. You, you, might, not, you, you might get a third of the way through that and, never, and, and, and go three or four months without even opening the Bible. Don't, don't be committed to a daily life of discipline. Amen. Not the, not the great, big, extravagant thing that you think is going to advance you spiritually but do the daily thing that is going to make a difference in your life on a daily basis, line upon line, precept upon precept. Uh, you know, now I'm doing, I'm doing daily podcasts now. Uh, I'm getting into commentary and getting into the word, but every single day, every single day, amen? Because it, it's going to take daily discipline to deal with the things that we are facing in this life today. Praise God. Praise God. So because you know, You've got to grow. It's not, look, it's, you don't have an option. Either you will overwhelm 
the wickedness of the world with the word of God or it will overwhelm you. Did you hear what I said? Either you will overwhelm the wickedness of the world with the word of God or it will overwhelm you. That's probably what you're looking at in some of your friends that you see who you think ought to be Christians and their lives ought to be. You, 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 what's, what's going on? The things of the world are overwhelming them when the word of God is what ought to be overwhelming the things. Hallelujah. Come on, stand up on your feet. I'm done. Glory to God. Let's give God praise. Glory Thank you, God. Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Jesus really is the answer. He said, it shall, it shall be an occasion for testimony. <laughs> wow. We ought to have a lot of testimony given the occasions. How God has taken care of us, how God has looked out for us, how God has made a way for us. You know, I tell people, God is good all the time. And he's perfect in all his ways. I'm not. Well, if you're a Christian, why did this happen? Why did that? Well, look, I'm a Christian, but I don't do this thing perfectly. But that doesn't mean God is not perfect. You know, I got a lot of attacks when uh, I ended up getting COVID last November because I'd been confessing I didn't have it. I wasn't going to get it. Wasn't going to give it to anybody else. Ended up giving it to my wife. Um, and they said, see, see, that's what you get for all that God stuff. I said, well, I can tell you what. So yeah, I got COVID. It's not God's fault. Amen. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not God's fault. I mean, the fault may lie in me, but I know one thing. It's definitely not God. Amen. God is good all the time. Amen. And I said, in some ways, we, we've been blessed to have had it and have had a mild case of it because I really believe that that immunity is standing us in very, very good stead right now. So, you know, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. I'm not saying God gave me COVID. In fact, I know he didn't give it to me. I know where I got it. <laughs> it wasn't from God. <laughs> but, but you see my point? Suppose I was weak in the word. Somebody said, I say, yeah, that's right. Cause I, you know, God, why didn't you stop? Why did you? I don't even think like that. Please. Please. God never fails. He never fails. If there's any failure, it's mine, not his. Amen. And sometimes things that I think have gone wrong are actually God working them out for my good. I just don't see it. Ever had that happen? You thought something you wanted to work out one day, one way it didn't work out that way, and you, oh, 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 why didn't work? You know, you, you want to kick and stop like a little spoiled child, and then later on you realize, oh God, thank you. Ooh, sure glad you worked it out your way, Lord. If you're watching me online right now, you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This, that's what this is all about. Without Him, life is going to be mean and meaningless. Hmm. Well, that's right off the Holy Ghost presses. Without him, life is going to be mean and meaningless. But with him, 
life is sweet and full of purpose and meaning and joy.